You're listening to Laudavision. I'm your host, Laura Mioli, TV, film, and video director, photographer, editor, self-proclaimed media extraordinaire. Let's get it started. My guest today is Elaine Del Valle, a performer, writer, producer, and casting director. She owns and operates a full-service bilingual film production and casting company called Del Valle Productions. Check out her website, delvalleproductions.com. Are you okay with all that? Yes, very <laughs> good. I'm quite impressed. So, um, Elaine, t- um, can you start by telling me a bit about the show you're producing for HBO Latino? Um, called Grandpa Knows Best. Yes, I'm so excited about Grandpa Knows Best. So Grandpa Knows Best started as a web series, and it stars the grandfather of my director and creator, William D. Caballero. And he is an 87-year-old man, originally from Puerto Rico, named Victor Muriel, who now lives in the Carolinas. Mm -hmm. And he loves to offer his advice to people. And so William um, had this idea for a short film Mm -hmm. based on the voicemails that his grandfather had left him while he was at school, at college. Mm -hmm. And so he created this film, and I was lucky enough to see this film at a film festival. Mm -hmm. I was one of the judges at a film festival, and I just fell in love with the character and the work. And it's a 3D printed character. It's made out of resin. And each Aww. of these characters are printed in a 3D using the technology of 3D printers. And then they're hand painted. And we have them in about 25 different poses. Whoa. And so we took these characters that he already had from the film mm-hmm. and decided what else can we use this for? We already knew that the character of Grandpa was such a charming, lovable guy and mm-hmm. his voice. And Adorable. Oh, I love him. Mm-hmm. I, I, I often say, you know, this guy reminds me of my grandfather. Mm-hmm. And so many people say that to me of all, you know, every, every ethnicity. Oh, it's like my grandfather, whether you're Italian mm-hmm. or, or African-American or whatever it is, like my grandfather. Yeah. The thing about me saying that it's like my grandfather is that I've never had one. Oh. And so... I knew that that had special meaning when I said that to myself. Oh, that's like my grandfather. I didn't even know a grandfather. And yet this is this is the person who I always wanted to be my grandfather mm-hmm. because he's so loving mm-hmm. and he's so old and we cherish him. And we I just loved and him. And little. And little. Yes, <laughs> yes. He's only four foot 11 in person. That's awesome. So we but love it. That's not your only web series, though. No, it's not my I was cracking up watching your other one. Oh, reasons why I'm single. Mm-hmm. Which you're not single. No, I'm not <laughs> single, but I can tell you why you are. <laughs> That's the running joke. But reasons why I'm single, reasons why, the letter Y dot com. Um, it started off where I just, after doing my play, I, I wrote a play called Brownsville Bread. Mm-hmm. That was very well received, and, and uh, it was sold out all the time in every venue that it ever played at. And yet still... I never felt like I got everyone who I wanted to see it to see it. Mm. And so I knew I had to produce something where I could just send a link to people Mm -hmm. and and say, this is my voice. This is who I am. And so I decided the best way and most affordable way to do that is with a web series. And as a professional actor, I knew so many talented people that I could write for. And so I called over a friend of mine, Holly Barker, 
And I said, hey, Hal, let's just, let's write this thing together. Mm -hmm. Let's, I'm going to produce it. Let's do it. You'll be in it. I'll be in it. We'll get Gina Tuttle in it too. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and we'll just do it. And sure enough, we, we just got together and, and wrote a, three scenes mm -hmm. and we shot those all in one day and we loved it so much that we decided let's just keep on doing them. And then, mm -hmm. and then the more I wrote, the more I started to find my own voice that it was very Latino centric. Mm -hmm. And these are the stories that I wanted to tell. And if I was producing it on my dime and I was directing it and I was going to be in it, this is the story that I want to tell. Mm -hmm. And so I had all of that that gift to be able to to make those decisions and be the mm -hmm. showrunner and, and write it as well. And it just turned into something really special. And being able to send that work off to people mm -hmm. and, and then people, somebody like at HBO, who I sent my work to after they saw Brownsville Bread, they, they knew of me and they, and they knew my work. And I had maintained a relationship, somewhat distant mm -hmm. relationship with them. And I said, hey, here's my new web series. Check it out. And it was Latino-centric, and I sent it to the woman at HBO Latino, and she was like, I really like this. I'm going to kick it up to L.A. and see what they say. And I was so grateful. I was like, yes! Yay. She said, maybe it could mean a writing job for you. Mm -hmm. Anyway, nothing ever came of that. Mm -hmm. But then when I had Grandpa, mm -hmm. that's who I sent it to again. And she oh. said the same thing. She was like, I love this. Mm -hmm. And I was so thrilled. And then I just jumped the gun and I said, I'm not going to wait for her to answer again and say, <laughs> say anything. I'm going to tell her exactly what I feel like it is mm -hmm. and how it should be on HBO and how HBO Latino needs to brand it mm -hmm. and how Grandpa could be the gecko of Geico, HBO, yeah. Grandpa. Yeah. And, um, and they loved the idea. Mm -hmm. And they were really into it. And then I had just had a meeting with them. And, and it was really... I mean, it's not easy because it's all a lot of work, but mm -hmm. it just felt so organically right yeah. for all parties involved. And so they picked up two seasons of it. And now it's not only airing on HBO Latino, but you can find it on HBO On Demand, mm -hmm. HBO Go, HBO Now. And I get so thrilled to go on demand and see mm -hmm. Grandpa Knows Best on demand Aww. and see Elaine Del Valle, That's producer. That's amazing. <laughs> It's it's really a dream come true. It is. Yes. Because you asked for what you wanted. I asked for what I wanted. And I wish I had done that with reasons why I'm single because really? it's such a great show. I mean, I could write that show forever. Holly and I mm -hmm. could write that show forever. And everybody who sees it loves it. Yeah. And I mean, these are characters that are so... It's like Sex and the City meets Larry yeah. David. <laughs> that's what I... That's what I th with Just a little Latino-centric. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for recognizing that because it's really close to my heart. If only mm -hmm. I could get somebody to give me money to keep right. producing it. But it's it's difficult as a producer, you know, because it's, yeah. it's your money. You're using your money and you hope that people are going to buy it or acknowledge it and i think mm -hmm. it has paid off not yeah. not financially directly mm -hmm. but i think it has paid off to continue to help me to build my brand mm -hmm. which is you know i'm an urban latina yes and that's my brand and mm -hmm. i write it and i write the stories of them and i represent them and i try to grow the talent as a casting director and everything mm -hmm. that i do well it sounds like web series is kind of the way everything is going right now and like a, a good way for a young writer or someone just starting to kind of get an example of their work made because you can kind of produce them for a pretty low amount of money. Um, I actually went to a uh, a class for pilot uh, 
sitcom pilot writing at the People's Improv Theater a few months ago. Oh, I, I love that place. The pit. The pit. Yeah, the pit. <laughs> I've studied there as well. Oh, cool. Yeah, I was writing a um, a TV pilot, of a comedy, and I went there because I was just, I was writing the script, and I'm like, I don't know, what are you supposed to do with this? Like, I have it. Okay, great. But if no one hears it, no one sees it, then what's, you know, it's just mine. I just have it, you know? <laughs> and you love it? Did you have a reading yet? I have not. Oh, I'm supposed to have a reading? Well, you know what? As a writer, mm -hmm. it always helps you to hear your work. So okay. if it's a short web series, I mean, look, every time you see something out there that I put out, like mm -hmm. Reasons Why I'm Single, mm -hmm. every time you see a minute of Reasons Why I'm Single, that one minute cost me $1,000 finished product. Wow. So, but, you know, and I have a skeleton crew. I have a director mm -hmm. of photography, a co-director with me, mm -hmm. a s great sound person, uh, a gaffer, a makeup artist, and I pay the actors $100 each because yeah. I, I feel very, it's very important to pay the actors mm -hmm. even if you can't pay them what they're worth. Of course. You know, they're, they're lending their talents, and mm -hmm. I try to do that as much as possible is make people know that I appreciate them mm -hmm. even if it means some. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. I get the point it. is, is I, I'm doing all of the editing even. Oh, wow. And it cool. still costs me that much. Mm. So, yeah, seven, seven minutes of the, the I Tweet Jay-Z episode, that was $7,000. Wow. You know, I just produced another series called the Bodega Series, which mm -hmm. I wrote. Uh, I co-created it. It was created by Ron Adkins, and then I, I, they asked me to write it, and I created some other characters in it as well. And we ended up producing that. It was nine minutes, $9,000. So it's just the average of what mm -hmm. it costs to get something done, mm -hmm. even with people who are doing it at a, at a, at a low rate for you. Mm -hmm. Because we're not doing this on our iPhone. Yeah. You know, we're using, we're using okay cameras, yeah. talented people, mm -hmm. and all our work is freelance, so when exactly. we when we make money, we have to do what we can to make what we can. Mm -hmm. so. Okay, so we have an estimate of how much it costs. Yes. So where would someone get this money? Ooh. Besides just <laughs> taking it out of your pocket. I Take mean, it out of your pocket it's not quickly. not like the fairy tale of how it used to be. I like know. where they, these like mirages of like, oh, NBC is going to give you money to make your show. I don't believe that still. And I have <laughs> HBO giving me money to make my show. Um, but I still don't believe that because mm -hmm. look, I just, you know, we just licensed a series to HBO. Mm -hmm. I would be hoping that someone would come to me and say, what else have you got? Because I've okay. got a million of them. Mm -hmm. I've got great ideas. William has great ideas. The other directors that I work with, the Bodega series is a great series. Mm -hmm. It looks great. I mean, it represents Latinos. It's what they want, mm -hmm. yet nobody wants to pay you to create it. That's they want what I'm you saying. to create it. <laughs> well, that's the way it is. So, what I do is, um, you know, like you said, I'm a casting director, I mm -hmm. own a casting company. And. I'll tell you, thank goodness that I have that company because it really pays for all of my production work. Okay. And, you know, I mean, filmmakers get money different ways. People mm -hmm. have Indiegogo campaigns. People, mm -hmm. I, I don't subscribe to that, even though I might in the future. Mm -hmm. Right now, I don't subscribe to that. Mm -hmm. I see where it works for others, yeah. and I know how it could work. And I would, you know, if somebody wanted to go that route, I would advise them how to do it correctly mm -hmm. because I know a lot of people who've done it successfully mm -hmm. and I know what works. However, in my case, that would take a lot more time than I have to give. Mm -hmm. And so when I have something that I want to produce, I often just produce it on my mm -hmm. own dime. And that's why I do, that's why I wear a lot of the hats because yeah. I have to, because it's it saves also me fun. money. 
<laughs> She's making a face. <laughs> you know, I do like editing mm -hmm. because I feel like when you're doing your own work, mm -hmm. you know what you want and you know the timing that you want. Yes. Although every time I'm done editing something, if I watch it six months later, I'm yeah. like, damn, I, I should have cut that, that out. And I could fix yes, I I I could have made it shorter. Mm -hmm. That deserved a longer pause. I, exactly. All of that stuff. But you can't, you can't, you just don't have the time to do that. Mm -hmm. So you have to, you know, do what you can while you can do it. And luckily I pay for it myself, so I don't have to answer to anybody. <laughs> And that's the dream, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> well, no, the dream is to get paid to do it. And then and then to have people who have that position mm -hmm. fulfill that position and, and do it. Because I don't want to micromanage things. Mm -hmm. I just find that I've yeah. had to. But I would love like to hand it off to an editor and say, edit this, yeah. finish. Let me see what you come up with. Or at yeah. least just give a little director's cut and then have mm -hmm. someone, you know, tell me. Here's how to make it better. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I struggle for that in my own work, and I just feel like I know it so so well. And mm -hmm. you know, right now I'm I'm writing my play into a screenplay. It's my first screenplay. Mm -hmm. I have a rough draft. It's an 85 page rough draft. I am I consider that such a victory, and it, it needs so much polishing. Mm -hmm. People keep telling me, you know, why don't you hand it off to someone now and see what they no. can do with it? And I'm like, no. But it's your way. story. It's about you. I don't want to do, like, that's the last thing that I want. Yeah. Bronzeville Bread seemed like, I, I saw, like, on your website, it said that you're the female John Leguizamo. Well, I didn't say that. You didn't say, <laughs> no, I know you didn't. You <laughs> wouldn't say that. Who that, said that? That was, uh, I believe that was WCBS Radio. Okay. So they came <laughs> while I was off Broadway, and they did a beautiful story on it. And the guy mm -hmm. said... Um, just think of like the female John Leguizamo without the bitterness, <laughs> you know, because like I'm not bitter in my bitter. play. <laughs> well, I, I, I didn't even know what that meant, because honestly, I had never seen a John Leguizamo one man show ever until that. So I felt like, what? Without the bitterness? What does that mean? Does that mean that, like, I don't have the edge? Like, what does it mean? No. But it meant without the bitterness because <laughs> my character is so overjoyed all of the time. Mm -hmm. And she lives in a really bad neighborhood mm -hmm. and not in the best of circumstances. And she could be dealing with all kinds of things. And you're living in the moment with her while she's dealing with it. And it's mm -hmm. like the low of the low on a roller coaster. And as soon as she's out of it, like there's something that happens in the play. I won't give it away. Mm -hmm. But it's a really dark, dark thing. Mm -hmm. And at the end of it. The whole audience is like a gasp. Like they've just been rooting for her. It's like yeah. Rocky. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and they're like on edge and it's finally. And then and then like she looks at the audience and she just says afterwards, she's like, oh, man, that's the best thing that ever happened to Aww. me, yo. And, and it was. And that's how I felt. And so, you know, that up and down cycle and, and, and the overjoy that the character has, I'm just so happy that people relate to it and, and really get it. It's just such a blessing. Really good. And it sounds like you're very positive and grateful for all the accomplishments. I mean, you have certainly a lot of work. Yes, I, I think so. I think <laughs> a lot of work. And your own production company. I, I feel like I'm just at the beginning, really. 
Okay. I'm just at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I, I want to be hired to produce other people's stuff. Mm-hmm. I want to produce good stuff, and I want to produce it with a budget. You know, mm-hmm. now people come with me, come to me with scripts, and they're like, "Can you do this for this amount of money?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> I can't. I just can't." Yeah. You know, someone just gave me a 15-page script. Can mm-hmm. you do it for five thousand dollars? If I could do a 15-page script for $5,000, yeah. I'd be ecstatic right now. I can't. <laughs> I just can't do it. And that's yeah. like with a skeleton crew. Mm-hmm. But you want your stuff to look good. Yes. And I do know people who do it for less. Mm-hmm. But you're always borrowing the talent of someone else for free Yeah. in Someone's order for getting, that to happen. Yeah. I I already am doing my own work for free. I can't possibly ask someone Mm -hmm. to give me their talent for nothing exactly i just can't i know what people go through just paying Mm -hmm. the rent in brooklyn and manhattan yeah the bronx the queens wherever you (laughs) live it is rough out there so yes you can call on friends friends will do you favors yeah how many favors can you ask for and how many films can you make and why would i ask for a favor for you when i could do it for me and i don't (laughs) even do that So people just have to, you know, have a reality check. I mean, do the Indiegogo campaigns, do the Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. People are doing it and people are succeeding or at least making half of their goals. Mm -hmm. And um, anytime anyone asks me, Mm -hmm. I always give, especially when it's a personal ask. Exactly. You know, you want tips on getting people to come see your show or Mm -hmm. watch your show. It's always taking the time to personalize the invitation. Mm Mm-hmm. Every single time. For Brownsville Bread, I actually emailed, uh, Facebook emailed, Mm -hmm. personal messaged every friend that I had. Mm -hmm. Personal message. Hello, Laura. It's Elaine. I I just want (laughs) to let you know that I'm doing Brownsville Bread again. Please come out and see it. And Mm -hmm. then people would respond to that. No one's going to respond to like a group message. Exactly. Because I don't even look at those. Mm -hmm. I'm like, leave the conversation. <laughs> I can't do it. It's yeah. it's rough. It's rough out there and there're too many people inviting you to things. So there's only one way to get through and that's cut mm-hmm. through. Make it personal. Mhm. And would you have tips for people who wanted to do an Indiegogo or a Kickstarter for their the their The same films? thing. I was just at this amazing um, Time Warner uh, has developed a, a new program called Incubate 150, Incubate mm-hmm. 150. And um and I met so many filmmakers there, and one guy had had created a full-length feature film, raised, I, I believe it was $180,000 to do his full-length feature, mm-hmm. all through one of these, you know, I, I, I don't know if it was Indiegogo or Kickstarter, mm-hmm. but all through one of these campaigns. And he told me just what I just told you. Mm-hmm. He picked up the phone and called people and said, hey, oh. I just sent you this email. It's to my Indiegogo campaign and anything you could give, even if it's a dollar, mm-hmm. it will help me to get to the next level on this. Mm. And people respond to that. Yeah. You know, I I organize, I don't talk about it a lot, but I organize a huge charity event. Uh, I created an event to help a, a great charity mm-hmm. Uh, called the Ascent School for Children with Autism. And I created an event after having done a documentary um, about the program. Mm -hmm. And I was so, so um, inspired by the work that the parents were putting into the Mm -hmm. program and then the kids and, oh, the stories. I just thought, what can I possibly do to help Mm -hmm. these people? 
And one day, I was uh, being driven to the airport by a, a driver who asked me for a donation because he was riding his bicycle for AIDS. Aww. And I said to him, my father died of AIDS. Aww. Who do you know with AIDS? And the guy said the most brilliant thing. He said, nobody, I just want to ride my bike. <sighs> and so when he said that to me, here I was, like, in the middle of producing this um, documentary mm -hmm. for, this, for this great program, and I thought, that's it. I can create a cycling event mm -hmm. to help this program. And that was like 14 years ago. I just did my 13th event. We have over 1,000 riders. In our eighth year, we would name one of the top cycling events for charity in the country. And I've raised over a million dollars to help charity. That's great. I don't get paid for that, of you know, course. but I go and ask people door to door. Mm -hmm. Can you give me a donation for this? It's, I find that when you're passionate about something, especially mm -hmm. when you don't have a lot to gain from it, mm -hmm. I mean, what am I gaining? Nothing. Yeah. I'm trying to help someone. Can you help me to help that person? If it's, if it's something that you're passionate about, if mm -hmm. it's like my play being made into a film, mm -hmm. I know I'm going to pitch the hell out of that. You know why? Yeah. Because it means so much to me, not on a personal level gain, but the story has, has had so much impact. Uh, as a writer, I learned that through my audiences. Mm -hmm. As a performer, I heard what works. And then afterwards, for like a 75-year-old woman to come up to me and say, that happened to me, and I never told anyone ever until mm -hmm. right now. Well, and now I'm a stranger. No, you have to see the play. <laughs> you have to see the movie. <laughs> but, but I'm a stranger, and here mm -hmm. she was because of my story saying yeah. that. You know, so I've learned the impact mm -hmm. of, of what um, entertainment can Yeah, I mean, I watch a movie. I'm, I'm, sometimes I watch a movie. I am like so thrilled by it. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, Erin Brockovich, yes. <laughs> you know, Rocky. It's like yeah. they make you feel like that. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want. I want to mm -hmm. be able to create things that make an impact. You yeah. know, somebody's, I want the Latina who sees Reasons Why I'm Single, the I Tweet Jay-Z episode, to say to herself, maybe I do have a little bit of a chip <laughs> on my shoulder. Maybe, maybe that's not right. Maybe, you know, like I mm -hmm. want them to think and mm -hmm. I want them to laugh yeah. while they're thinking because that's the most, that's where you can really get someone. Yeah. When you get them to laugh. Exactly. Then it becomes like universal. I'm like, you're laughing at yourself. Mm -hmm. And how great because is that? Because there's truth in every joke. So yes. it's like you're getting them to think about something. Yes, and there is no drama without comedy and no exactly. comedy without drama. Mm -hmm. So do you have any tips for people on how to pitch their idea? Like you have your your film coming up. What would be a way that once you get in, say you're in an elevator. This mm. is like the typical story. They say Oy. that's going to happen, which <laughs> never happens. You're in an elevator with an executive. How do you pitch your I mean, you're very confident. Uh, well, someone who's new or I'm young. I'm not confident enough to be in an elevator with you're an executive not. to say. <laughs> I mean. I uh, feel like you do well. I, you know what? You just have to do what you're passionate about mm -hmm. and be able to tell it very quickly. But no, I, I've been at, at pitch meetings and mm -hmm. not too many. 
But since grandpa, actually, you know, I'm still, I feel like I'm at the beginning of, of my career. Mm -hmm. And so now with grandpa, yes, I've had two, two meetings since then with mm -hmm. people who can sort of kind of almost kind of Lord, Lord, make a decision. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, I thought, I thought it was a really great idea, but they weren't quite sure. They're still mm -hmm. not quite sure. They always want you to do it first. I have so many great ideas that are like ready to pitch, but I'm also uh, knowledgeable enough to know that so many people have so many great ideas. Yeah. So what really is going to set your idea apart? And for me, that's action. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I create them, I can, I can tell them and do it, but no, I mean, elevator pitch. So you just pitch, make it and you have an example to show. And that's or way. examples of my work. So like okay. all of my work now, if I'm going to go into production with something, it's got to mean that I'm branding. It's got to mean that I'm branding mm -hmm. myself, unless it's someone else's money. Mm -hmm. um, then, I'll, then I'm creating what they want. But um, for the most part, the things that I take on are things that help me to brand myself. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's, you know, an urban Latina female, over 40, showrunner capable, who's able mm -hmm. to wear these different hats. Because mm -hmm. that's what a showrunner is. It's really yeah. like, you've done casting, you've done writing, you've done directing, you've done production. Mm -hmm. Now let's put it all together. Mm -hmm. and, so, and so that's what I'm trying to do, you know, for myself. And, and in doing that, I'm hoping that I could bring other people along with me, people who I find that I find extraordinarily talented that really just need <laughs> to be seen. In my mission statement for my company, it's always, you know, I'm, I'm driven by, by, by presenting female or Latino driven truths. Mm -hmm. Like those, that has to be my mission because everybody's doing everything else. Exactly. I may as well do this. You got to pick something <laughs> is, and stick is, with it. This is what I pick. <laughs> so I'm working with, you know, I try to work with female directors mm -hmm. or Latino directors or, or diverse people mm -hmm. and just trying to bring stories to light that I feel like, or people to light that I feel like are not, are not shown light enough. Yeah. Shown on enough. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, work with good people and, mean what you say and do what you say mm -hmm. and and represent you know if, if you're going to um pick it and, and, and wear a suit you know you you want to represent because i'll tell you this um our latino culture mm -hmm. i find through my play also is in desperate need of people to represent i never saw myself as a representative mm -hmm. They saw me as that. People still do. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> I don't want to run for dog catcher. You're doing it. Like, <laughs> I, I am, but um, but it's because it's so it's so needed in our community, mm -hmm. and um, it feels good to have people like HBO Latino like believe in you. You know, mm -hmm. on okay. Alternatino, the series for Comedy Central, mm -hmm. which is the first Latino centric uh, series that Comedy cool. Central Digital did. Alternatino by Arturo Crastro and um, Brendan Fitzgibbons. They um, they hired me as their casting director, mm -hmm. and so I cast the three episodes of that, which are now on ComedyCentral.com. And um, it's a great comedy uh, series, but we work with so many great people on mm -hmm. that team. And one of them was a, was a young Latina AD, and she was like a star. I'm like, I cannot wait to work with that woman. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I keep this in my head. Yeah. Or, like somebody that I worked with on, on a film that I did called... Um, Fractured with K, mm -hmm. fracturedfilm.com. Cool. Um, so I worked with um, a camera assistant that I thought was 
aces, man. Yeah. Just like right there, a mm-hmm. production assistant that was like always with a smile on her face. Mm-hmm. Like those are the people that I remember. And I put together this crew so that every time we have a great crew and having that 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 momentum mm-hmm. and everybody rowing in the same direction, that really helps to um, to finish a project fast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, filmmaking is not easy. It's not all fun. Yeah. It's not glamorous. You're in the worst places sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, cramped. It's hot. Mm-hmm. It's a long day. It's 95 degrees outside. Mm-hmm. We all have to march. I'm working with the little kids. The sun is beaming on your yeah. face. You're sweating. It's wonderful. but you know it's not all fun so so Mm -hmm. the best thing you could do is put together a great crew and of people that you really want to be around and that includes actors yeah you know i don't want to work with a diva if if Mm -hmm. you're on my set you could be the best actor on screen and i'm like damn he's so good i never want to work with him again (laughs) i cannot do that again i won't put myself through that punishment Mm -hmm. so yeah it's everything you have to just know people and and figure out build that team build the team team. build the team that's Mm -hmm. it i'm just a a small part of a team that's awesome well congratulations on all your success thank you so much so happy for you wonderful things i'm Um, happy for you emmy nominated hello twice emmy nominated she says i should be grateful i'll be grateful (laughs) (laughs) when she wins she wants to be grateful when she wins (laughs) You have to enjoy the success of this. This woman, here I am sitting with her and she says, I've been nominated twice, but I haven't won yet. (laughs) I'll I'll tell you a quick story. When we were um, doing the Bodega series, Mm -hmm. we had a table reading at my office in Mm -hmm. Manhattan. And the young actress said, this is going to be so successful. And I said, stop right there. This, the fact that we're all sitting here right Mm -hmm. now, this is the success. This table reading is the success. If you can't, if you have to look forward to the next thing, how could you stop to enjoy what's happening right now? And you are already Emmy nominated. I mean, if I were Emmy nominated, that would be like (laughs) on my bio. Emmy nominated, Elaine (laughs) Del Valle. Feels like she should have won, but <laughs> you get it. Yeah, what I'm saying is I get that. It. Well, it is just a joy just making, actually like ri- sitting there writing something and then however long later to be able to see it on the screen or to be editing it and for other people to see it. That's yeah, you can do beautiful. it. If you want to do, if you have a pilot and you've written it and you love it and you know that this is how you see it, mm-hmm. I mean, let's cast it and read it. All What's, right, we're what doing can it. We do? What can, I mean, let's look at it. <laughs> let's look at it and we then will. and and know that it's tight. But that I yeah. would say, make sure that what you choose to film mm-hmm. is tight and ready. Mm-hmm. That's why I won't show my script to anyone yet because exactly. it's not ready yet. I, I, yeah. I don't need your input. <laughs> I'll let you. I'll let you know when it's ready. It's you know, but if if. That's how you know that it's ready. Mm-hmm. The first thing I'm going to do is have a cast reading. Not mm-hmm. not the cast, but I'm going to call some great actors that I know who I feel mm-hmm. like maybe could play the part, maybe not, or maybe right now you're the best mm-hmm. that, you know, I feel like I know for this part, or, you know, maybe you're too old or too young or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's the first thing that I'm going to do when I feel like it's ready is call these people together so I can hear it and yeah. know, like, okay, 
all right, this is where I need help with it. Mm-hmm. You know, right now I'm just hearing it in my head. Yeah. Now I want to hear it out loud. So everything is steps. So, but if you have a script that you're ready, that you feel like is ready, let's let's do let's cast it with some. You know, just ask people for a favor, mm-hmm. and you know, tell me what that character breakdown is, and I'll I'll tell you what the best actor in New York is for that. Because I've seen wow. a lot of great actors in New York. There are so many talented people. That is the greatness of being a casting director, mm-hmm. is being in the room and seeing anywhere from 60 to 100 people a day on mm-hmm. a great day. And you get to see them and absorb them mm-hmm. on, a, on a personal way. So even if you, when you walk into an audition, even if you don't get the part, Represent who you are and what mm-hmm. you have to lend to the next part. Exactly. Because you have to be on that casting director's mind when that next part comes in. Mm-hmm. So there are lots of people that, you know, a great part comes up. I'm like, oh, I know someone perfect for that. It could be another actor that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Not perfect for that. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's all like what you're right for, what mm-hmm. you're the most right for. Even if you're an actor and you walk in for like a one or two lines, mm-hmm. like if you get that part. It doesn't matter how many lines it is. You know how hard it is to get that part? Yeah. Yeah, so when people come into to, to me with a co-star role in something, co-star is like under five lines, mm-hmm. I know how hard it is to get that part. You have to be great. You mm-hmm. have to be amazing. And then you get a part. So what would you tell some actors who want to get in the next film or the next TV show? Study. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I took classes with Wynn Handman legendary acting teacher very hard to get into his class and it was a serious scene study class where you work every time you are in that room twice a week and you have to be dedicated so study I mean there are great programs out there William Esper program the Meisner program um, Stella Adler every time I see people from these places Mm -hmm. they always knock my socks off so I know that those things work Mm -hmm. so there are programs that are very highly regarded and respected for a reason. And mm-hmm. I see it when they walk into my room. So um, study improv. You know, mm-hmm. you said that you mentioned the pit, the People's Improv Theater. Mm-hmm. There's also a place called UCB, Upright mm-hmm. Citizens Brigade. It's very much like the pit. I mean, yeah. they're, they're great. And if you don't have an agent, first you should absolutely, everyone, whether you have an agent or not, should be on Actors Access and Casting Networks. Those are both dot coms. Mm-hmm. You put your stuff up. People see you and great. And then make sure that you're ready before you enter the room. But these days they have um, these like meet and greets little classes mm-hmm. with actual great casting directors, like really great, like Clint Alexander, the head of Fox, mm-hmm. uh, Maria Hubbard, his, his, you know, his right hand mm-hmm. at Fox Casting. You have um, Ross Meyerson, who like Ross Meyerson and Julie Tucker, they cast everything in New York. Mm-hmm. You have um, John Ort, who used to be at ABC. But these are people that are actual working casting directors doing great, legit work mm-hmm. that are giving classes and or um, doing a one-on-one meet and greet where you get to do a scene, like one scene, Mm -hmm. come in and it's like a five-minute meet and greet. And um, they're all over the place, one-on-one studios, uh, stand-up showcase. Mm -hmm. They all have this. And if you are an actor that is ready, 
do not enter that room unless you're ready because they're always <laughs> going to remember that you sucked. So be ready. And if you're an actor that's ready, you have that scene that they, that they, that they give you mm -hmm. and you do it and then you tell them what you're up to or, and they get a sense of you. Because that's what you have to present is the sense of you so that they know like, oh, I'm looking for a Latina who's uh, 40, who looks good, who's in this sort of shape, who, mm -hmm. who has this background and this voice. Who do I know? I keep all of the pictures of people that give it to me. Anytime I go to a, um, uh, one of these school showcases, mm -hmm. I keep them all. And some people are so special that I like keep them in a, in a folder like, I can't wait to use that actor in something. Yeah. You know, because I know that they're so great. Well, every casting director, like every person, has a memory bank. And casting mm -hmm. directors especially hone in on that because that's their job is to mm -hmm. remember who's right for what when the part comes up because you yeah. never know what part is coming up. Mm -hmm. And so they have these workshops. And if you're ready after you've studied and, and you feel like you have a, 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 a something to say as, as an actor or or are different enough, have a mm -hmm. savoir-faire, have a style, something, present yourself there. Mm -hmm. Because even if you don't have an agent, if those people see something in you that's right for the next role that they're casting, they will call you in. I tell you this because I was that person. Oh. And now I have a, a legit casting, uh, a legit agent mm -hmm. who represents me as a performer. So I'm so blessed to have this legit mm -hmm agent because I struggled my entire career financially successful commercial actress mm -hmm. that's what I was making more than most legit actors make mm -hmm. uh, most you know day players or weekly players because I was making commercials mm -hmm. one day you know residuals yeah. you get so much money so yes successful commercial actor I couldn't get hired legit to save my life until I wrote my play that showed them who I was mm -hmm. and where I'm from mm -hmm. couldn't get work at all couldn't get anybody to look at me wow and then things change because mm -hmm. I, I i flipped the script yeah and now i make my own project so even if i don't get that little part guess what nobody's wow. gonna write me a better part than i just wrote myself for exactly. reasons why i'm single or <laughs> brownsville bread yeah like those are dream parts so would you think that uh writers and filmmakers would need an, an agent too or that's just for actors? oh yes Okay. Yes, writers and filmmakers. I mean, right now as a writer, I am. I just wrote my first cover letter to get an agent as a writer. Mm -hmm. I feel like I will get an agent as a writer based on my cover letter. Mm -hmm. um, but writers absolutely do. I mean, there's a there's a there's a formula to writers. Mm -hmm. Writers need to have their spec scripts based on shows that. I mean, you know it, right? So mm -hmm. so learn learn the business. Everybody, if you're a writer and you want to be a television writer, you have to have a spec script. Mm -hmm. Your spec script has to be based on a show that is hopefully local to where you are. So if you're in yeah. New York, choose like Blue Bloods or Younger mm -hmm. or, you know, any of these, any of these um, episodics that are happening here in New York. Choose that write a very strong episodic and that's what represents you as a writer because they they not only want to know that you can write but they want to know that you can write in that formula because that's who's mm -hmm. hiring so it's not about i'm going to create something so great i'm so original guess what nobody cares mm -hmm. these things are already being produced and they're searching for scripts so if you're an agent and, and they're going to want somebody who writes that stuff because that's what they can sell because mm -hmm. those are already what is being sought after and that's mm -hmm. what they're looking for what's being sought after yeah. not something new from a new writer mm -hmm. come on i mean yeah. 
I don't know. I mean, I'm writing a film, but it's based on a tried and true play. Yeah. You know, I have something to stand on. It's mm -hmm. a true story. I don't know if I have to produce it myself. I'm understanding. I'll have to do it for a hundred and eighty thousand dollar budget, ninety page script. I know I could do that, mm -hmm. but wouldn't it be great to have the backing of a of an independent, you know, of a of a studio, mm -hmm. and then I can make a five million dollar film, and I could ask Oscar Isaac to play my father, yeah. and it's a great play, and I could go after that mm -hmm. actor who I feel like, oh my God, that is the actor. Mm -hmm. I mean, just now I just had a I just had a meeting. I heard the sounds of a beautiful uh, vocalist, musician, songwriter, artist named Edwin Vasquez. And I'm so inspired by the music that I wrote it into my film. And so I just had a meeting with him because I was like, I actually want your voice to be the voice of my father because my father was a musician. Mm. I want whatever actor it is, no matter how talented he is, I want your voice to be the voice of, of when my father sings. Yeah. Oh, wow. And he gave me the permission to use his music. Oh. And it is so special mm -hmm. to be able to, to use that. I, like, I was already feeling it. And now I get to write around it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow. Yeah. I'm like crazy blessed right it's now. All coming together. It, it's all about finding what's great and, 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 realizing it keeping it in the back of your mind somewhere and then knowing how to utilize it when the time comes mm. and that when i see an actor i'm like oh man when can i use that like in the case of this guy i was like mm -hmm. oh my goodness how can i how can i show this music to people <laughs> and really he's doing me a favor and and hopefully I'm doing him a favor too because maybe my film will be good and people will like it. But even if they don't like it, they're going to hear this music and be mm -hmm. like, oh my yeah. goodness, let me download this music. And and maybe it'll help him too. I don't know. But I mean, really, I'm, I'm just so thrilled right now. Today's the happiest day of my life because of you, Laura. Woo! <laughs> I did it. <laughs> you did it. You won the Emmy. <laughs> well, thank you so, so much for being here and for talking on my podcast today. Thank you very much. Lots I, I really appreciate it. And everybody out there should watch Grandpa Knows Best on HBO On Demand, HBO Go, HBO Now, or HBO Latino. And just so everyone knows, Grandpa Knows Best is in English. I didn't know that. <laughs> So all the all the promos are in Spanish because they're created by HBO Latino, but the actual show is in English and it's so Yay. funny and we love it. And if you want to watch Reasons Why I'm Single, reasonswhy, the letter y, dot com. Mm -hmm. If you want to learn more about